Hi, this is Vernon Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Elliot and Kenny, and we're going to be talking about Golden Swallow, a 1968 film directed by Chang Che, starring Jimmy Wang Yu and Cheng Pei Pei. Uh, this movie continues the adventures of Golden Swallow, a character introduced in Come Drink With Me and played by Cheng Pei Pei. Except in this follow-up to the original, the real protagonist is a character named Silver Rock, who is on a quest of love and vengeance. Uh, the Silver Rock character is played by Jimmy Wang Yu, and he's uh, trained by the same master as Golden Swallow. Uh, he's on a warpath uh, against a bunch of villains in the martial world and tries to regain Golden Swallow's attention by murdering people in her name. Complicating things is the presence of her would-be lover, Golden Whip Han Tao. The two clash over Golden Swallow's affection and stage a duel. Uh, and eventually a ruthless band of killers called the Golden Dragons are brought into the mix and everything comes to a glorious head at the finale, which is the duel between Han Tao and Silver Rock and uh, a grand battle that sort of catches you by surprise. Uh, so, you know, that's that's my synopsis. What do you guys think of the movie? Um, I enjoyed it. It was definitely um, a different experience to um, come drink with me. So... Um, I, I think there were some parts which did um, keep consistent in the whole how um, dance-like the uh, fighting sequences were. The whole um, stillness and motion uh, contrasts uh, remain through. But um, yeah, otherwise, you know, yeah, the, the, the protagonist has changed and there's more focus on, on the romantic side of things here and we get more of a motivations beyond... Um, motives and motivations beyond just uh, oh someone's kidnapped my brother and now we're gonna have a massive uh, uh, fight uh, fight scene everywhere and yeah what about you elliot uh oh oh we've lost elliot we're not getting elliot sound unfortunately um well, while he's working out his sound, I'll give uh, uh, my my take. I I think this is a great movie. I forgot um, I fucking muted myself. Sorry. Oh, you muted yourself. Okay, all right. Why don't we get Elliot's take before I give my take then? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, the start of it, you know, it it took me a little bit to get into it. it I didn't have that beautiful, you know, over the hill kind of shot where we got with "Come Drink with Me," which was just so fantastic. But when I kind of got into it and realized that uh, Silver Rock was the main protagonist in it. You know, I, I kind of struggled a little bit with his character. He was very ruthless, as was pointed out in it. And, um, you know, it, 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 was, it was very interesting to see him really come out as this hero, not just overly arrogant or anything, but actually, you know, becoming of his name that he's obviously earned for himself and proving it to the audience too. And uh, I think what Kenny said as well with the uh, fight scenes... Um, with the fact that it's still kind of dance-like and there are the moments of stillness. I'd, I'd agree with that, definitely, yes. But I did feel as if the moments of stillness weren't quite as prolonged as they were in Come Drink With Me, which, you know, probably is a good thing because otherwise it may have made the running time go on a bit longer. But, you know, they were still there. I just felt like they were a bit shorter. Well, and I, I think this was uh, definitely more Silver Rock's movie than Golden Swallow's mm -hmm. movie. And one of my... One of my I guess conflicts over the film is I feel like it's not a very good sequel to come drink with me, but it's a great yeah. movie on its own. Like, I feel like it, it sort of, it, her character is almost like a different person in this movie. Um, and 
so it's 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 you know if if you're if you're coming into it and you've just seen Come Drink with Me, it can be a little bit disappointing. But the movie is so good, and the character of Silver Rock is so intense that that disappointment, at least for me, kind of gives way to, honest, to wow, this is I, a great. The movie. only thing that I can think to compare it to, really, and it, it is fairly different. But in this, Silver Rock is the main character, and Golden Swallow, you're saying, kind of feels like she's stapled on and the title of it being golden swallow as the sequel is a bit misleading to the audience too and the way that i'd say is i felt about james bond right when daniel craig became james bond he just wasn't suave enough for me i was like he's an excellent you know spy movie kind of action thriller you know star and stuff but it's not the same thing as having james bond there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt as if they'd tacked on the name to just make the movie and the star more successful, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I, I think, I, I don't know what the reasoning was, um, but, but I, I feel like it definitely, again, I think it's a great movie, but I think that's one part of it where it's like, well, it's not, it's, it's her character, but it's totally different. I mean, different. You, you, had, you had primed me for that, though, so mm. I think that I kind of was going in there expecting Golden Swallow to be less of a prominent character in it. At first, I actually thought that um, the uh, Iron Whip guy, was that right? Golden uh, Whip. I, Golden Whip. I thought that he was the protagonist at first. You know, he seemed pretty cool. Well, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. But, but I think that, you know, a little bit later on, I realized, no, this guy is going to get his ass whipped by, by this guy. And he's still an important character. Like, I feel like, I mean, I think it's a really great story. And so, you know, the, all my quibbles about the sequel aside, I think that I like the idea of you have the Jimmy Wang Yu character who's like vengeance incarnate. And you have the the Golden Whip character who's m- like mercy in his whole, you know, he uses a Golden it's, Whip because he doesn't want to... It's wanna... so ironic, though, you know? I mean... With with the uh, with the situation that happens with it, how not only do we see uh, Golden Whip kill one of the uh, one of the members of the Golden Dragon gang, you know, that attacked, you know, and uh, Golden Swallow points that out as well. Mm. But also, he deals the mortal blow to uh, to Xiao Peng Silver Rock mm. in a very underhanded method as well. You know, though, though that's kind it, of an accident. Well, it's. He's not... it, it, it looks it looks as if as if it is, but to me, he was obviously in the losing position many many times, right? And yeah. every single time that he got from that, he would retreat and then get his sword. But what he saw was that golden swallow came by, and that he thought that distracted um, Zhao Peng, Silver Rock. However, it was actually the swallows flying from the trees, which were disturbed by I can't remember his name. Was it Zhao Peng, uh, the leader of the golden? Dragon gang. Um, Wang something, right? Uh, Wang, Wang Zhong. Poison dragon Wang, Wang Zhong. Yeah. He was rustling the trees, and that alerted him. So he was, obviously, Golden uh, Golden Whip didn't know of that happening behind him, but he did see that Silver Rock's attention was distracted, and so he attempted to strike him in that moment to unseat him, which was underhanded. We're kind of leaping to the end, but I think I think maybe that's what we should talk about because it is one of the most interesting parts of the movie. But just to keep people sort of up to date with, got, with what that is, I've got to be honest. There were some points where I was bursting out laughing, and it, it was a really morbid part, like when the guy, you know, self 
fucking suicides on the guillotine, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to get to... I didn't know him. <laughs> I, I, def- no, I, I definitely want to get to those, but I just want to let listeners know that uh, the part we're talking about is the final duel between Golden yeah. Whip and Silver Rock. And there's a sequence where... And we're, and we're obviously spoiling the movie, but it was made in 1968, so I think... Mm people you know, <laughs> we have a free pass on that, yeah we get a free pass i think <laughs> um you know uh you know we'll, we'll let them rage on the forums if they want but i think i think yeah. people will be okay with it um but silver rock sort of leaps over and it looks like he's maybe trying to attack golden whip but really what he's doing is he's trying to he's trying to kill poison dragon who's hiding in the bushes and golden whip uses that opportunity to stab uh, Silver Rock with his with the tip of his his golden whip, and that's it. It doesn't kill him right there, but it, it it's a lethal blow that's going to kill him. And what I thought was so interesting about that scene was how almost inconsequential Poison Dragon was. He was, you know, he was just sort of. I mean, he was important in that he distracted Silver Rock, but he didn't end up being this big guy that they had to fight for 20 minutes yeah um, there, there was no real um sort of big bad evil boss thing that they had to fight in most other wuxia movies you have the really skilled um you know sect master or uh, gang leader who waits until the very end for showing his true powers right yeah. but this one you know he was hiding in the trees waiting for a sneak attack and got finished off by the main character yeah. without actually managing to launch anything yeah, he still managed to cause the the um, the downfall of the protagonist, but you know, in, in, in a way that's um, unusual, I guess, for Wuxia movies. Yeah, and I thought that it was interesting that that was his whole mo. Like the whole movie, he was kind of on the retreat from Silver Rock. He was always not the whole movie, but at the any any time there was a a chance of him engaging Silver Rock, it seemed like he was he was fleeing the area and letting his men handle it. And, yeah. and just running away. Um, and so he was kind of a canny villain, I thought. But, but what I really liked about that duel scene is you have the, you have the duel and, you, and, and, and there's all this drama around what happens with him and Golden Whip and he gets mortally wounded and then Golden Whip is like, well, I didn't really win the fight because, you know, it was, I got you by surprise. And, and, and that could have ended the movie nicely. That could have sort of all wrapped it up nice and tight. But then you get this... this second battle after that that's it's like a it's like a second climax to the movie a gratuitous battle i thought (laughs) and i i thought that was cool because you would never again i i say this a lot but that's the sort of thing you just wouldn't see in like a hollywood movie where you have it's like you have the climax and that's it and this is like there's a climax and then it's like it's like a mushroom cloud it just kind of keeps it keeps escalating um yeah, and I think the equivalent of that in the Hollywood movie would be, you know, the the heroes have defused the bomb and suddenly they're being attacked by uh, um, the last remaining gangsters <laughs> running around or whatever, that, that kind of thing. So it, it, it's, you know, I think movies nowadays just tend to try and end on a high note and then wrap things up. But here, you know, I, I guess in a sense it was still wrapping things up because th- this was a whole line of grudges that um, the uh, that Silver Rock had formed throughout the whole movie, you know, with, with his wanton slaughter of, uh, of not, not innocents, but um, people uh, of, vil- of so-called villains. And it, it yeah, it, it re- resolves all of those sort of plot points quite nicely and ties it all up and, yeah, allows the people who survive... Um, to live a life of peace right because everyone mm. who would be seeking revenge is now gone so now golden swallow and um golden whip should in principle be able to um retire ha- have a peaceful life free of conflict not to mention and i've reconnected now i was disconnecting for ages there 
Silver Rock has that awesome pose right at the end after he's just gone on getting stabbed and, you know, multiply whipped and stuff loads of times and killing everybody, where he's just there holding his sword out, you know, bloody everywhere and stuff over the view with the, uh, with, I can't remember her name, but the woman who was in love with him kind of, you know, in the distance kind of grieving and stuff, you know. Definitely the supreme swordsman. Oh, that's great. It was a bit of like a Gandalf sort of "you shall not pass" moment. Yeah. Everybody's dead already, but he's just still posing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's the height of his vanity, and it's something that I aspire to. <laughs> yeah, and the, the I think uh, the woman's name was Mei Niang. I think um, Mei Niang, and she was, um, well, I guess, prostitute was what we would call them, but they might they might have just been. They were, they were like courtesans. I, I don't know what the correct correct terminology, but there was like courtesans or, or pro- prostitutes or something in that in that realm. I mean, there, it was, the real it was a brothel is of some they kind. They served other men. What was that? The real question is whether they served other men, really. So I, I think in sort of ancient you know, Chinese um, brothel type areas, you you get um, women, the courtesans, who sell art but not their bodies. So they'll sell their company, they'll pour wine, they'll play music and have conversations, play chess or whatever. Yeah, um, and some people like that sort of thing. But then you also get the the, the usual prostitutes who um, you know, sell their body to uh, yeah. whoever pays. I, I, and, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, as I say, Mainan looks like she was sort of reserved exclusively for Silver Rock type of thing. Yeah, and we did see them playing Go. Yeah, we saw them playing chess there. And it was, and then also like one of the things which is a recurring theme in the movie is like the idea of home, right? Is always brought up. Um, and how doesn't have one. Yeah, and why the reason he spends his time in the brothels is because uh, he doesn't have a home. Yeah. Well, and he's, um, I mean, the whole reason he's uh, on his on his the path that he's on is because his parents and his family were murdered by, by bandits, bandits or something. And yeah. nobody helped. Yeah. And he was nine and they thought he was dead. <laughs> Gave him a scar on his head. And so, so yeah, so he clearly doesn't have any, any, maybe some of the connections to the other characters, have, but the other characters don't really seem to have. Talk, talking about their connection. Um, the, the first scene where he kind of goes in and they're all clamoring for his attention and stuff. And he goes to see, uh, May, Mignano. I can't remember her name again. Main Yang. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, where it, I just I just lost myself laughing because there's just a scene where he kind of goes in for a kiss, and his eyes kind of look fish-like with a scar, kind of like making him look even more distant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 this, oh, like rich. the fa- the fade to black moment. Yes, yes, <laughs> and also. Also, every single fucking dive that he did was just so fucking perfect. Horizontal dives in the most unnecessary situations. Oh, I'm going down a secret passage in a coffin. <laughs> and I was going to horizontal dive down it. <laughs> it was honestly fantastic. I, I every. Oh, I think we might have lost <laughs> Elliot there. Um, did we? Sorry, yeah, I, th- I think we lost Elliot again. We're having some connection issues. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that was I mean, that was his special move that he was famous for. And that was the one that uh, their master uh, only taught him. Right. Because he said it was so dangerous. 
And so he... I, I thought it was um, so that the the master wouldn't teach either of them, but he learned it in, in secret. I thought. Oh, I thought that the master taught it to him in secret. Maybe that was no. Oh, no. okay. The master teaches him. He secretly did it, but I, I wasn't sure if that was a technique because he kept on whipping that out willy nilly to jump off like a balcony onto his horse. I thought that whatever. was supposed thought... to be the technique because it was like he was. I mean that that's the way they described it, and that's what it, you know. That's what he was doing. Oh, really? Maybe yeah, the subtitling think... was a bit wrong because I didn't get that vibe. But it did translate the technique as coup de gras. Oh, okay. You were watching strange subs, probably. So yeah, I I did mention that before. I was just checking if the uh, like main hero's name was right first of all. Yeah, and it is you know probably by modern standards, it's not a very you know flashy or uh, impressive uh, move. You know, it, in essence, how I imagine it is, he is doing like a really high jump and using the momentum to give his um, sword strike a, 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 a whole ton of extra power behind it. Yeah, you know, so that he can you know cut through weapons or you know get through their defenses easier. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess that probably sounds a lot more easier than it would be to accomplish. So, you know, being able to do that in the heat of combat without exposing himself to all, all sorts of counterattacks is probably why it's considered his special technique. Yeah, because what they were saying, when they said it was dangerous, they said it's dangerous to the user because the person can basically skewer you while you're in midair. You're just totally yeah. And so yeah. that's that's why I took... I think, I think the idea was more about his timing of it, not the, you know, like... Uh, kind of like Kenny was saying there, and and like his, they also mentioned his footwork too. Uh, in the oh movie. yeah, yeah, his you techniques know. were incredible. But and there were a few moments where like you can really see, like you know, these, it, again, I, I think that does bring some of the dance quality where the you know you get a lot of that, that oh, fancy yeah. footwork in there. Um, in, in the final battle, um, when he's got the four spears kind of locked on him, and then they lift him up. And he kind of like backsteps onto them, on, onto the uh, rock, rolls backwards, like kills a couple people casually, jumps onto the uh, spears and stuff they're about to leap up and then kills all of them at one strike. That was a fantastic little routine to watch. I just want to say, like, it, it, is that uh, that whole, like, you know, being skewered in the limbs and then lifted up in the sky thing, is that like a, a general... It I, seems I, I, see it, I see it a lot in, uh, in Wuxia movies, but it was it something that sort of uh, Chang Che... Um, did he sort of pioneer it? Was it his sort of signature move? I mean, I I don't I don't know if he was the first or not, but he certainly did it a lot. You see it in a lot of yeah. his movies. Is it is it based on like an actual formation or something like that existed in the past? Or I, I don't know. I I honestly couldn't answer that, but I mean, you do see it a lot, and it definitely looks. I think it looks great. It on looks the screen. cool. Yeah, um, it, it looks cool. I mean, the logistics of it, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, this is, I mean, this is like, if you, if you ever see the movie, The Assassin, it's a very similar type of thing to this movie. The plot is very different, but the, the character that he plays is kind of similar. It also stars Jimmy Wang Yu. He dresses kind of similarly and he meets a fairly similar end. Um, though there's some, you know, I would have, I would have settled to have just had a movie about sleek face. Um, well, in a way, this is. I, I said, uh, well, no, Sleek Face uses a fan, so. Yeah. Um, but no, I, Sleek Face left such an impression for me, but, especially from the start of Come Drink With Me. But, but speaking you know, of Come was... Come Drink With Me, what did you think when she mentioned that they had the same master? One thought I've always kind of wondered about, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that this is at all the case. But is it was Drunken Cat the master that they both had together, or was she referring to somebody who trained her when she was even younger? I, I think somebody trained to win. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. I mean, the, the whole logistics of it are a bit weird, though, because we know that she had a brother and her father was, like, the minister or something in this area. <laughs> now she's living in the woods with, uh, with this golden whip guy. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got to wonder when and where in that time as well, um, you know, she would have gone off to learn from this master, whether she would have been sent there by her father or whatever and would have then met, you know. I, I, I kind of like, like the thought of them both training under Drunken Cat personally, but I know it's not like the most likely. I mean, but then, then you've also got to wonder how much time has passed between Come Drink With Me and this movie for them to have both trained under her, uh, under him, with, you know, with uh, Silver Rock, you know, coming out from his uh, his terrible ordeal as a, as a child yeah. or whatever, you know. Has That's she been true. in love with him since he was nine no, and she but, was like 20? But he was an orphan and they already established that Drunken Cat had like this, you know, group of orphans. A that bunch he, of orphans. Yes. Yeah. So, you know. It, it, it would work. I mean, it depends on. So if we're trying to piece the timeline together here, yeah, uh, it, I feel like. The question Patrick, is yeah. how much time has passed and how old is, Sil you know, how old is it's, Silver Rock in this? I don't think he's supposed to be very old is my guess. Um, but they don't get. They never give specific ages. I he think. acts like he acts like an edgy teen. So I think he's probably oh, in yeah. his teens. <laughs> I mean, maybe I think we could even like say he might years. be. He might be younger than Golden Swallow. I think that might even be a fair. Assignment. Yeah, she did call him Little Rock. You know, maybe it'll be worth that, 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 that's a pet, that's that's name, to see though. if any of the little orphans are named. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 calling someone little something in Chinese is just like a pet name type of oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think, yeah, Come Drink With Me definitely happens first. Um, oh, this is sort of like her settling down, maybe, you know, getting in her late 20s and, you know, a bit scandalous that she's not married yet. So she's retiring to the woods with a, with a male friend, <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then this is her past chapter. I mean, even in Come Drink With Me, she was already, like, very, you know, skilled in the martial arts, and she's obviously had training. She had her own, like, troop of female uh, sort of disciples of, of yeah. some sort who, like, they might have been mm -hmm. from the same sort of, um, um, yeah, sect as she was. So it, I would sort of say that maybe um, Silver Rock, yeah, not necessarily a disciple of um, Drunken Cat, I, I, I actually don't think Drunken Cat would actually teach um, Golden Swallow. Like, it doesn't feel like it's, it's, it's in his character to teach people, really. Not, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, because I guess the start, if, the, if the, wow. the end of Come Drink With Me, they do kind of go their separate ways, too. So it's it's not... Um, it's not It doesn't look like it's really on the horizon there, either. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible that um, just in the city where... Golden Swallow was raised, um, you know, with a father or whatever. They'd, you know, gotten a master to train her, and that master also took in, you know, Silver Rock. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think something like that is the most likely scenario. I just, I just like the the image of. You, uh, you like to make your own fan yeah, fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fan you know? fiction of, uh, you know, the connective tissue between. Link the us movies. to your Google Drive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> tons of like little things ready. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But but you had mentioned the bisections that happened in this movie, which I think there were oh two. Oh my god! And uh, so the, the first suicide that I had to mention to one of my friends, you know, who I knew would appreciate it, was when the guy was, you know, saying about how he'd let the uh, 
Oh man, oh, we're, lo- we're losing. Elliot's breaking up. <laughs> but to, to fill in the gap for Ellie, I think he's referring to the scene where one of the um, bandits was supposed to be bringing um, some people back and uh, killing like the whole family of uh, some people who offended the Golden Dragons. <laughs> and um, and he was like, and then you know, Silver Rock shows up and the leader accuses that um, underling of you know conspiring with enemies to kill him or whatever it's like i'll prove my loyalty and he lies down on the guillotine and just yeah. drops himself he, in he half cuts himself <laughs> literally literally like swings himself he puts his hand on the top of the guillotine swings himself under it so his stomach's right under there and pushes down with his head and neck up like fuck yeah and and this <laughs> and this guillotine device it looks like it's intended to cut people in half not like it's intended to to be used for a head right it, it has no. like uh, it's it's used to like quarter people because yeah. there's two of them, but he just goes underneath one of them. But like, the the funny thing is that everybody in there dies anyways, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. That's often the case in these. And that character's name was actually Lee Wan too, because he's so notable that you you know like like in that moment in the scene, he's like he's he's the the most most righteous man in the room uh, until uh, until Silver Rock kills everybody. Um, yeah. But uh, but then no, there's the, I mean... the other bisection which mirrors that one completely, I think. Um, mm. Where there's the kid who the, the little kid dragons... I was just about to say. Yeah, you, that so was you the could... next one that I mentioned to my mate. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, this little kid just grabbed this big sword and just shoved it into his guts." You know, yeah, so, wiggling yeah. it around a bit as well. So, so the go- the golden dragons are really sneaky, and and they they. They, what, what was the golden dragons? It, it, was, it was people associated with the golden dragons. I yeah, think I, think, I think I think it was some sort of like rich merchants who were looking to buy um, the, the, land, the, the family's the... land to for construction yeah. purposes. Like, mm-hmm. like you would see in modern days, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> people trying to buy up land for yeah. development. But, um, <laughs> and uh, they oh, yeah, so you get these little ruffians framing the kid for stealing a goose by like throwing a goose head on the floor, and when the kid picks it up, it's like, oh, he stole the goose because he's got the goose head. And uh, and then yeah, the whole family is dragged to the the the, the, the uh, residence of these rich uh, merchants, and um, they're like, oh well, to prove your son's innocence. I don't know why, but feed him some hair was in my subtitles. I'm not sure why that was. My there. subtitles had a. Uh, yeah, I had that bath. too. I had that in mind too. Really? Yeah, but yeah. the idea was to just cut cut the boy open to see if he had any goose meat in him to prove his innocence. Was that it? You see. My the thing that it translated for me was you know spill his guts to prove to prove his innocence, but that related to something else that I'd read in either some ancient Roman or or Greek kind of uh, mythology or history, or in Chinese about that actually being you know a thing. You know, people... I think Japanese um, when they commit harakiri, right? When they slice open their own. Body, I mean, no, that's that's just to provide an honourable death. Like that's that's to make sure you don't shame your family or whatever. I, I believe. Or yeah, something. but I, I think the act of actually sli- you literally supposed to pull your guts out after you slice your belly. Yeah, it's 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 to prove you know like this yeah, is how yeah, 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 clean, you're clean points. on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in, in, in this case, they had accused him of eating a goose, and he was proving that he didn't by. Yeah, but like he didn't literally pull out. Well, his guts. I think that was a cinematic <laughs> thing. Though. I think that was a cinematic thing where they just didn't want to go. Like, because in the in the previous movie, there were uh, in in the assassin yeah. that Jimmy yeah, uh, right. with Jimmy Wang Yu. There's a scene where he where he stabs himself and pulls his own guts out. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so it's almost like a callback to that. But I think that the um, the character 
that was doing that. I think his name was Chow. And I think what ended up happening was like one of his relatives or something ended up joining the Golden Dragons or uniting with them for revenge later. Because um, <laughs> I remember, I, I'm pretty sure his name came up again when those guys go to the really? Golden Dragons. Yeah. And they're like, my cousin was killed by, you know, so-and-so. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is funny how easy it is to frame murders like on each other. Throw a hairpin on the floor, and suddenly it's the golden swallow. Oh, of course Sorry. it's the golden swallow. Nobody else can make those hairpins. Yeah, those are those are simpler times, I think. <laughs> she should have put a trademark on them and circulated them around as well to let everybody know what it looked like. But then, of course, there's so much more easier opportunity for people to frame her. That's oh, a damn conundrum. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the idea, I don't know, like, in 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 this sort of situation, I mean, I feel like the bad guys just can't be bothered. I mean, they just, they just, it's more the principle. They must take uh, revenge out of principle, so they have a target. They don't really care about if the, 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 the target for their revenge is right or not. Uh, their only motivation is to have revenge one way or another to satisfy their their grudge right so yeah as long as they know oh this is the golden swallow's work because it's um got the the hairpin on the floor the the, the darts i think they were the darts weren't yeah they? they were i think they were darts yeah yeah because of the darts on the floor then that's that's good enough for them really yeah i don't think they were the types to get too worried about the details of um you know with somebody with somebody camaraderie from, was yeah. pretty superficial yeah um, I mean, I'm sure if someone brought it to their attention, they'd happily, you know, redirect their, their vengeance elsewhere. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're that sort. You see that you see this in a lot of these movies, too, where as soon as evidence is presented, it's kind of like people are fully committed to, to, to getting maximum justice right away. And you have to really They're riding the tiger, but can't get off it now. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like a Chinese saying where it's better to kill the wrong person than, than to let the guilty go free. <laughs> but you still do let the guilty go free. You just kill an innocent person. They sleep, better. <laughs> they, they, they sleep better at night, I guess. Oh, we yeah. have killed my uh, cousin's killer, so I, I have done my part. <laughs> now, what did you guys uh, think of the... 25 years down the line, they get told they've done wrong. No, shit! No, I can't sleep well anymore. What did you guys think of the poetry scene uh, midway through oh, that the movie? Was pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was, like, at first I was like, okay, this is cool. Seems a little bit gratuitous. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is pretty, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of, like, sort of uh, scenes like that in, like, wine houses and brothels that have sort of that, that, that impact. Um, but I, I like the way that one was shot where he's like, they have – uh, silver rock standing up against the it's like up against the background with yeah. all the rights floating there and like the different silhouettes kind of coming in and stuff yeah it was awesome and the um and what else was it the the, the also the flying fox character i thought was kind of interesting in this movie uh was oh, actually... was that his name the, the third brother the brother or the brother yeah the, uh i think i think his um uh his flying fox who i think his name was and yeah, um, yeah. and he was played by Wu Ma, and uh, but he's kind of like he's actually a crucial person because he's the one that delays Poison Dragon. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so he he was definitely important. Like you wouldn't expect it. Like his sort of role throughout that whole thing seems to be the person, the third meal who makes fun of the um, the, the embarrassed couple. I think is, is how it goes, and uh, yeah, and you don't really expect him to show up again after his um, after after his injury and his recovery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love how they make the grave. For um for Silver Rock at his house, Old Third's house. Uh, no, it, that that was um Golden Whip's house. I yeah, think, it's, it? well, it's Golden Whip's house, but uh Golden Swallow decides to stay there, uh, and so did I think Main Yang decides to stay there too. So oh really? Oh, yeah. perhaps there's perhaps there's a subtitles then because after after um Old Third or the was it Wally Fox or something or Flying Fox? Flying Fox. Yeah. yeah, after Flying Fox was uh, like poisoned by the uh, poison sand um, and passed out, they took him back to his home, the translation said, and it seemed to be that place where oh. they both left a note for each other saying, you know, oh, I've got to go, you know, it's too dangerous for you or whatever, which was also a pretty funny note. Yeah, was that in, not... in mine, that was supposed to be uh, Golden Whip's, Whip's house, but... That, that, that was Golden Whip's house, so that, that sort of valley area was where he, him and Golden Solo shacked up platonically. Um... <laughs> yeah, was it, was it platonic or what? Because, I mean, I guess... Why they... did they have separate houses? They're... So, so it was deceptive because it looked like it was one single small hut. But then, when we got the scenes where they're doing all the letter writing and sneaking out, it looked absolutely massive. So obviously, there was must, me, must have been like more buildings there. I, mean, I think they yeah, had well, separate quarters me, for sure. But I'm just wondering. To me, they're... it looked like they were just two different quarters at like a creek or something. Um, well, and what happened um, too is the opening of the movie. She gets poisoned, and he brings her to his house to 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 rescue her, basically. So. Oh yes, of course. I don't think she had been living there prior to that. I think this is where I think she ended up there because of that. Right then, perhaps then perhaps his house was where Golden Swallow was in, and Old Third lived just adjacent to uh, to Golden Whip in that house where Golden Whip was tending. Well, I guess either way, at that point in the movie, they must they they had given. flying fox that place to stay so maybe it was his house by that point anyways do you know what i mean like Perhaps, yeah, yeah because he, flying fox was just a, a wanderer who only here so he, they were saying when they first when we first the, the subtitles i think were a little bit screwy for me then but yeah because in mine yeah. they never mentioned flying fox's house um and and yeah he yeah. was like wandering in the he was like he mentions he's a regular at the brothel um, yeah, so you really? get the impression. They were walking on the path, and he was like, "I'll go on home and get ahead of you guys," you know. And they're like, "Okay, you know, no worries." Because there's a yeah, whole scene he, where he, she's dressed as a man trying to investigate the the brothels to 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 locate Silver Rock, and, uh, and right. she bumps, and that's when she bumps into him. Um, okay, I think that some of the dialogue was lost on me, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Sometimes the subtitles can get get screwy in my original one i had in this one during the poem he says like golden swallow where are you nesting and in the version i have on dvd it says where are you nestling for some reason <laughs> uh, and for the longest yeah. time, I was like, wait is nestling a word <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. no it's just a typo um it is what was that it is what nestling yeah. but but not nestling. in that context yeah. i meant like in the um I mean, it, 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 it it's, technically it's 
same it's the same meaning i think nestling. oh is nesting, it okay nesting is where one has created their nest nestling would be when you are actively resting inside of your nest. oh okay i thought see i thought nestling would be like one who nests <laughs> like I am a but a wee nestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I learned something new. Don't watch me as I nest. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so apparently maybe that so so maybe maybe it wasn't uh, a problem on my on my DVD then. Um, I say um, on the one that I watched, it was nesting. Though, it was so. nesting. Okay. Either would work. So, what was the what was the poem? Um, with a sword, it's, it's I travel like, alone. Yeah, and I something I about soaring alone. over the the, the, the vast land. over the vast plains. Um, then it's golden swallow. Where are you nesting, or something? Or swallow, where are you nesting? And then something else. With, with a sword, I travel alone. The rock soars high, without a home, or something like that. And then, oh, golden swallow, where do you nest? Yeah, I think that's vaguely what the poem was. But, but either way, I think I think we were just um, uh, going on about the subtitle differences and stuff. Um, but I, I think it, we were still covering a bit of the actual, you know, thing of, of the story there as well. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a bit of difference depending on the context of the subtitles. Yeah. So, yeah. What did, what did you think of that opening sequence where she's sort of training with Golden Whip Han Tao? Um, like that... I like it. Like the, I like the fact that the, the shot was so wide and so from so far away, and you sort of it takes you a few seconds to sort of find that there are actually people uh, on the scenery, mm. and then and it takes you a few more seconds to sort of realize that they're sort of um, well practicing martial arts and that they're doing very slow uh, or movements and then um, sort of dancing around each other. And I thought that was a uh, which, um, which which bit do you mean? Do you mean at the very a... beginning after the after um, she gets rescued by uh, Golden? Yeah, Bull. yeah. Whilst whilst her vision's obscured, because I I wasn't sure at first whether that was just a problem, you know. Yeah, so the, the beginning of it was I, I think it's supposed to signify like the old an old woman peeking through the the window, seeing what's going on yeah, outside. That's, that's why you can... what I was yeah. gathering. And I, I think it's also supposed to make Golden Swallow's entrance a little more dramatic. Um, because mm. at this point she's supposed to be like legendary rather, you know what I mean? I, so I think that yeah. was what that was. She's about. no longer just, you know, a rumor around a province of, you know, a, a extremely talented, you know, powerful martial artist. Now she's legendary vanquisher of, you know, all these people and that shit. Yeah. But she does, but she does immediately need to be rescued. So there is sort of the, um, you know, she gets wounded at a whole the whole prince, captive princess syndrome there. There's a reason why our two characters travel together in Wandering Heroes. You know? <laughs> well, my, my understanding is I think Cheng Che, I think he was he was particularly not on board with the idea of of uh, like the female Wuxia characters being the same as the male Wuxia characters. And, right. and so, you know, that comes out in movies like this, I think. Um, so you know he, t- he tends to. He I, tends bet, to I lean think it is on sad because you do lose quite a bit of a dynamic of Golden Swallow, you know, in that with I, with her well, aloofness. I think that you had, you know, in the in the Come Drink with Me movie. I, I've thought about this quite a bit, and I feel like on the one hand, I think that's true because I think there is sort of the you know you see movies like the King Who movies where you have the the stronger female characters, and 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 I like I usually do like having that balance of male and female. Um, but at the other, on the other hand, he had such a clear vision of what he wanted, and it 
and it works so I, I, well. I get the movie definitely yeah. works, but like I'm just rewatching the opening bit, you know, muted now, and I can't help but feel as if one of the main directions, you know, given to uh given to the actress, you know, that was different between the movies was smile more. <laughs> Well, she, she mentions that in an interview, um, really? not not the smiling, but she mentions that he wanted her to be more more fat, like more girly, like oh. more more more, you know. And like you can see it in the way that, like stuff. she's got like yeah. long long she's hair. Got, she's got the hair doing yeah. stuff, long hair. She's got the you know accompanying jewelry and stuff, and she, yeah. she's smiling an awful lot more than she was in um, in Come Drink with Me. Not to say that she didn't smile in that. You know, it's it's just that generally her character seemed a lot more stoic. And I felt like what I felt like in the first. I feel like the character from Come Drink with Me wouldn't be in a love triangle like this. I feel like uh, this character is a little bit more. It for seems lack of a, a bit better word, more boy crazy. And yeah, and and Golden Swallow in the first one would have been like she would have either picked one of them. Or do you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been all the drama around the relationship thing. I think with that, the way that she, she was seemed she of... seemed more disinterested with that. You know, she she genuinely had respect for drunken cat, but she didn't seem interested in him romantically in any way whatsoever. Yeah. And, and, and even, I don't think that was just because he was you know a drunken beggar type person. But but also even in the scene where she's pretending, where she's dressed up as a woman, like she's going to the temple in the first one. She it yeah. doesn't look like that comes as naturally to her as it does it looks, in this one. It looks quite yeah. forced, you yeah. know. And you certainly do see a lot more of her femininity in, in this, certainly. Um I, 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 I think it could be a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to say I, I don't know if that's um maybe a result of the fact that in, in Come Drink with Me, you never really had many, one to one scenes with um Golden Swallow and someone. Um most of the time you see her, like, it's, she's either fighting people, or she's contemplating us by herself, or there's a whole group of people talking around her, there are other people present. I just disagree. She had, she had plenty of uh, one-on-one, you know, conversations with drunken cat, you know. Only, I mean, when, obvi- uh, only they, when she was, like, at the house, right? Like, it, those are sort of situations. In the tavern, in the inn, right? In the uh, end, was when she was being led around by him after after. Um... Well, he does he does go into a room and talk with her for a bit and kind of does some stuff and they interact a bit and she shows you know quite a bit of a stoic nature in that she's totally disinterested and kind it's of a stoic bit in that because someone walked into her hotel room basically like if someone walked into your hotel room while you were staying somewhere <laughs> drunk looking to chat you'd probably be quite aloof but, as well I think. No, I mean in this situation. Oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. And as I say, like in 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 um gold in the Golden Swallow movie, like she has more chance to have organic conversations with people she already knows, and it lets her be more expressive. I think in Come Drink of Me, everybody was sort of strangers, um, showing up, and you know there wasn't really a time to sort of build that relationship. I mean, the maybe well, I mean, yeah. even in her general attitude towards like the patron of the inn, obviously he's in a very awkward situation because the gang members, you know, um. Uh, have have come in to obviously aggravate stuff with her, but even then she's not necessarily rude, but she's also definitely not polite to the patron at all. She's just very stoic and flat, and it seems like she's she's trying to portray that as a character in general. Perhaps 
That's, that, is, that is mirrored in Golden Swallow, though, because when she goes to the brothels to try and find Silver Rock, the first brothel she goes to, you know, she mm. starts trouble with the uh, with the bounce or bouncers or whatever the the um, the people the, the men who were in the brothel trying right. to. Uh, That's keep true, it out. and then when she's approaching towards Silver Rock, she starts dropping it. Maybe when she is properly acquainted with people, she you know tends to let herself be a bit freer. I think Cheng Che was a skilled enough director that he was adding dimensions to the character rather than totally rather than contradicting just completely them. But like, and and yeah. I think I think Kenny's right in that this movie is very much more about three characters. Like it takes place over the span of several locations and all kinds of events happen. But you you really could almost do this movie in a room with these three characters and get a lot of the same plot beats because it's about that that love triangle between them and and the and the clash between uh golden golden whip and silver rocks views of the world um you so, wouldn't have so, anywhere near as many cool fight scenes <laughs> but, but well true but, but 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 i feel like that that definitely puts her character in a situation that you didn't see her in 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 come drink with me so we don't know based on what we saw in come drink with me how she's going to act around people that she's she trusts that much, I guess. I think the closest is her relationship with um, Drunken Cat in uh, yeah. Come Drink With Me. But I felt like, even then, I felt like in that movie, her default was much more, less trusting of people, um, a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, kind of about, you know, like whatever it is that needs to get done, that kind of thing. And in this Business movie, first like, type, yeah. Yeah, and I felt like in this one, she does a lot of those scenes where she sort of puts her head down, uh, kind of bashfully, and it just wasn't. You know, I mean, again, it's. I think, I think, I think it's true that he was maybe sort of more adding these features to the character in the context of the relationship that she has with, with, uh, with Golden Whip, but um, mm. and he did save her, so you know, uh, but, but I also know that in 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 an interview that Cheng Pei. Cheng Pepe gave on this. She both said that this she thought this was the strongest story that Cheng Che ever did, but she also did seem a little bit irritated with the the way that, that her character was, you know, uh I get more, it. She she appreciates that the overall product was great, but she does feel a little bit, you know, put out that her character couldn't have had a bit more kind of action with it and stuff. Yeah, but not but again, even I think... the action. I think it's yeah, the, the fact that she's being used as a plot device here in order to, um, you know, push the the, mate, the protagonist into action, right? I mean, I think... a lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened if you know, if if um, Silver Rock didn't have to go around killing people and throwing down Golden Swallow's um, darts. Like, I mean, to be honest, he probably would have just been killing them anyways under his. Yeah. Yeah, and he would, and he would probably would have been invincible because you know he wouldn't have had. He wouldn't to have be... gotten tangled up with the affairs with Golden Whip as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if we just removed Golden Swallow from this movie, you know, it would actually be probably a lot worse for it. Now that it I would think about it, would definitely worse. I think that's what's you wouldn't have that, that unless unless Golden Whip came to try and challenge, you know, Silver Rock for some reason or another, but. Would they really have gotten entangled with each other unless Golden Swallow was in the mix? No, I think the movie doesn't make sense without her in it. I mean, she's she, she's yeah. an essential character. I just you know she she's, just isn't she's as central. She's written well as... enough into it, but her character does have to change to conform to the story that it's made around. And also, in fairness, "Come Drink with Me" was I think the original title was named after the Drunken Cat character. I think it's like Big Drunken Hero. 
So, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. kind of, you know, uh-huh. it's, the, the, you know, it's, 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 it's not necessarily, uh, you know, a crime if the, the title of the movie is one thing, but then there's this other character that becomes more important. Um, but, uh, I but mean, again, to be honest, is, is, is possibly come drink with me, you know, guilty of that itself. Did that, that's what I'm Golden saying. Swallow overtake the main character's popularity and perhaps this is the chance to do it again. That's kind you know, of what maybe I'm saying, the next one will be killed. Will be called Silver Rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also did like the contrast: the Silver Rock and the Golden Swallow. I liked sort of the you know the you know all of those 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 little aspects to it. Um, ah, I am Copper Pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a character. Out, oh, go ahead. Um, uh, if Wikipedia is to be trusted, then this movie was also known as the Girl with the Thunderbolt Kick. That's true. That's true. That I think that's how it was really? first marketed here. Yeah. Which, that makes which no makes sense no me, sense. Though. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I don't think she, does she kick at all in this movie? I don't think so. She does, she does kick once, as far as I remember, right? Okay. But it doesn't even do that much damage. It's when she's first being accosted by the Golden Dragon Gang after they've ambushed um, Flying Fox. Um, okay. And, you know, it's kind of getting to terms with, okay, I guess we're going to have to kill these no. guys. And she does a couple kicks there, but that's it. We should mention, we should probably get into the fighting because there is a lot of it in this movie. And it was, the fight choreography was actually done by Lao Kar Lung and Tong Kai. So, I mean, it's, in, and I think, I think it really shows. Um, I, I really like the fight sequences in this a lot. I think that, um, that they, that they really work. And I, I, I feel like they even did little things like I was complaining about the consistency with her character but if you watch the fight scenes I thought those were very consistent kind of like you were saying with the yes. dancing but yeah. but also she even does the thing where she like she has this thing she does in Come Drink With Me where she she throws the, the dagger up and catches it so that it faces the other way and she does that again here and yeah, yeah. the same kind of motions with the daggers sorry Ellie like what like in the inn when it's all going to start to escalate as uh, the one guy in there. He kind of gets tipped off by Golden Whip that, uh, that Golden Swallow is going to be nearby in Silver Rock. Um, and he goes off and alerts, you know, his, his uh, gang leader and they all kind of come back and they ambush her in the inn. And the first thing that happens is as they kind of surround her, she just kind of comes up with a really cool camera angle as well. It kind of disoriented me a bit, but... Um, and she comes up and she slashes him, and then she kind of waves her daggers out to the side, so she's holding them there, and then slowly turns around. That was very in character, I thought. And I thought and it was then, cool too how that that mirrors what Silver Rock does, where he, but he's using a sword in his sheath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he kind of is always walking with his arms out like that. Perhaps it's a stance that was taught to them by their master. Mm-hmm. But you've got to wonder: Did the uh, disciples of uh, Golden Swallow that we saw in Come Drink with Me? Did they also, you know, have that kind of stance? Yeah, and I don't know. And I, I feel like that's again maybe one of the points of the movie. Like that, those, mi- those might have just been soldiers under her command too. We don't, we don't really know the full extent of that. But they, they just look like they were just kind of, you know, uh, fighting in a much different style than she in this movie or the bulk of that movie um mm. but yeah i don't and i like that you know the, the hard whip i thought was an interesting interesting weapon to have in the film and i like that it matched his character's creed of yeah you know like generally not killing people we'll say you know, <laughs> generally not yeah, killing yeah. people but i accidentally <laughs> killed people. unless they're the main character in which case yeah. they must yeah, die unless, <laughs> I mean, unless... also also you got to think about the uh two people from the golden dragon gang you know Oh yeah, uh, 
and and the and the little the little bombs that that poison dragon is throwing at everybody i yeah. thought was pretty cool um, it's kind of funny the oven mix that they're holding on their hands though to hold them was kind of overkill you know, oh no the friction from my palm it might accidentally detonate using my hand guess I better wear an oven glove but the thing is, like, they're, they're always reaching into their breast pocket to pull out these bombs yeah, and I'm just like why <laughs> like, yeah, why would you put that next to your heart <laughs> you do yeah. wonder what, what they're equipped with under there because they do seem able to store an awful lot of stuff in the in the like like in the like the, the like they they put their hand like in the the overwrap of their robe and they they uh they, they... you've also got to wonder why the hell they're wearing the oven glove as well when golden swallow proved that the fabric of their clothing and stuff doesn't really protect them from the explosions as poison dragon threw some bombs at her and she shielded herself with one of the minions and it went straight through the back of his clothes you know <laughs> boom 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 he's dead you know I wonder if the oven glove would really do much for that. <laughs> we just offer some minimal protection in case they detonate in your hand. You know, if you ever, you know, there's like that. The, 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 just, they're kind of like little so M80s. So I'm just picturing them like blowing off like a finger or two. It just seems so counterproductive, you know. It's yeah. it's easier to get a grip on things with fingers rather than a big flappy mitt. But but again that that final battle sequence to me that like I love the the duel and mm. and then and then something about that transition into that that battle where he puts his head to the ground and he hears the horses gallop and... Yeah oh my god literally when his eye kind of like starts moving again and you know it's, it's totally conscious I'm like oh man this guy's totally not done yet he's yeah. just been playing up the fact that he's been stabbed in the gut with a big piece of gold and ripped it out and let his blood pour out for the last two and a half minutes without really trying to stop it or bandage it up oh and now he's going off into this fight oh I wonder, they kill like 30 people oh, look, that's the first line down that's the second line down oh they stabbed him a few times but he doesn't really care he's just keep honestly just kept on escalating it was great I think he's one of these characters that the prospect of more fighting kind of awakened him a little bit, and you know, his adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got to wonder if they could have just like led them all out in a line leading to a hospital. He may have just been able to just keep on slashing his way there to get surgery. <laughs> but uh... I, I, I do like um, on, on his gravestone has the epitaph of um, the, the greatest swordsman in the world. Oh, my translation was uh, Supreme Swordsman or something. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, um, I think that's what it, he says that when he died, when he's on the well, ledge. Well, right? uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, after the Golden Whip sort of admits that it was his loss, he was like, I am invincible when yeah. he sheaves his sword. Well, <laughs> yeah. and you gotta love that he's I'm like... I'm invincible! Never mind his blood. He's so satisfied with that ending. Like, that's, you know, like... That's kind of what he wants. He just wants to be the supreme swordsman, and the uh, and again, it keeps reminding me of the assassin movie because in the through the whole movie, he's just chasing death in the assassin. He's he keeps saying how he has this you know this 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 hot blood in his chest that you know means he, you know he just deserves needs to, to be spilled on the yeah, floor. Or yeah, he just he and, yeah. and he just he's just looking for an excuse to have some some heroic moment where he can die in a in a in a blaze of glory. And he's kind of doing something very similar here, um, where yeah, I mean, it's, the, the it's, path that he's on can only lead to bad things. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's 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 an odd thing to liken it to, but it's it's uh, it's trying to find a more interesting way to die almost. And I was watching a uh, machete kills again, 
um, the other day. Oh, yeah. And Lady Gaga on that, when she's got the gun and she's pointing it, she's going, traditional or with flair? You know, putting it to the side, traditional or with flair? And then the guy goes, you know, whichever is the most interesting way to die. So she puts it upside down, shoots him and goes, weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was definitely a death with flair. Uh, yeah exactly exactly it's i I think that it's it's quite poetic though you know because you find that especially in classical kind of writings amongst european and you know uh chinese as well but heroes always accept their mortality somewhat and live to die on the battlefield it's seen as you know the most glorious way to die and um you know it's certainly I think that he's just immensely satisfied with it because not only does he win, you know, the fight, arguably, you know, he also gets to look heroic in front of uh, the girl who he loves, you know, by... Well, yeah, he also gets the confession from from the girl that he He loves. He gets the confession as well, which also means that now the future boyfriend who he gets to dictate, you know, now he can have her. You know, he's got to live with the shadow of Silver Rock over his heart for the rest of his life. He also confirms that this other beautiful, you know, consort woman is totally in love with him, you know, and manages to kind of spurn her a little bit through that whilst also protecting so her. But then also a lot of ego stroking going on is what you're saying. But... He wins every fucking thing, including his death. He totally got the death he wanted. Well, Do you think he wanted to grow up to be an old no, man? No, I think he wanted to, to die he's, like that. He's, he's, he gets everything that he wants, and that includes, you know, throwing away his mortality. Well, and this is a movie, I think you're right, because I think uh, like all of the characters that really stand out as righteous in this movie, they all fully embrace death. Uh, you know, yeah. from the guy, the guy who cuts himself in half to the kid who cuts his belly open, you know, they, mm. they, they uh, you know, and, and, and even a character, I mean, I don't know, I guess it depends on how you see uh, Golden Whip, but I think the way that he's depicted in this is very meek and, mm. and you know, the, the merciful angle that he has, I don't think that it's sort of, it's not, you know, in some it's movies that sort of emphasizes because... the right way, but in this one, it's more like, no, he's kind of a, he's kind of a loser, this, this, this golden whip guy. Yeah. People don't necessarily agree with what he's saying. Yeah. You know, but you could also ask whether he's really as merciful as he is, you know, inflicting such a wound on a martial artist or something and letting them go live to tell the tale, you know, it, it, it could shatter their confidence, you know? It, it could make a broken husk of a man out of them. And uh, you know? well, Golden I, I, I Swallow that says that to him. She says, um, um, ki- she, Golden Swallow says killing them is more merciful, doesn't she say something? She does, that? definitely says that. But I think from, so, uh, it's, again, it's like sort of, sort of the um, Golden Whip's philosophy is that it's, it's better to live as a beggar than to, you know, die. Um, yeah. Right, and to die foolhardy but slightly heroic death, you know, because it does look at it does depend on what perspective you're looking at it. But in one way, it's admirable that these people are so willing to throw away their lives. But then you also think how short, how short sighted of them it is, you know. He threw away his life to show his loyalty to his branch leader, you know, <laughs> who, and who asked him to kill the, innocent people. <laughs> yeah, he, and that's why he's know, being. <laughs> but, but then you've also got to wonder about their perspective of it. That guy, before he goes, before he goes, you know, kill himself on a guillotine, he mentions about, or at least in my subtitles, how he hopes to serve him again when he's, you know, reborn. So obviously the, the whole thing of reincarnation, possibly to them, you know, they're just like, oh, well, this body's temporary anyways, you know. 
Um, yeah, so so I don't know. We're, we're coming up on the hour, so I think uh, we'll 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 end it there in a moment. But did did either of you guys have any, any parting thoughts on um on the movie? I'll probably watch it five more times again just to see more of those horizontal jumps. It was so fun. It's got great replay value, I think, this one. I bet, I bet. Those horizontal jumps alone, man. I just want to get a supercut of them just so I can, like, send it to somebody when I want to leave a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I really enjoyed the movie, and I think it's sort of a a nice take, a a sort of slightly nicer take on sort of Shakespearean tragedy type of things where um, the love isn't fulfilled, uh, people die and um you know it's all very it's a very bittersweet ending and i think that's okay in movies and that's something that's kind of lacking nowadays is everything everyone deserves a happy ending is sort of a lesson that we're getting but no in this in this movie you know the people the people are still alive and she still has someone who loves her but you know she's lost the love of her life and uh um uh, and you know, over the course of the movie, hundreds of people have died, <laughs> and it's it's all just um, very, I guess, morbid is probably the wrong term to use, but um, it's uh, a, a moment of you know, aware, being aware that you know, mortality is a thing and that happiness is fleeting. It's, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, morbid isn't was the word that I was thinking at first, but it's actually just really grounded for some reason. And you're looking at these crazy martial arts moves and all that kind of stuff, and these people surviving through these really weird, you know, multiple memes and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's grounded in the fact that every character is mortal. You know that. Mm. You know, this well, guy proclaims himself as immortal, but he still dies in the end. Maybe he's in a really heroic and drawn-out Boromir-esque fashion, but still mortal. Well, and it creates a good deal of interesting uncertainty at the end of each of these films because you never quite know how it's all going to shake out. You know, you know, you know, somebody might die. You don't know exactly who it might be all the time, and and so it it makes it more entertaining i think to be honest i was thinking it was almost like a battle royale movie where you're kind of watching it to go i wonder who survives or you know yeah. a zombie movie you know yeah it does it, have you know that, you go into it and you're like aspect. okay i'm getting introduced to all these characters i wonder in which way they're gonna die and when <laughs> but um yeah. and, and you mentioned shakespeare there is a movie called the banquet that i think um is it's a wusha movie that is kind of inspired by hamlet if i remember uh, oh, okay. that, that, that was that was a really good uh really good analogy actually. That was I didn't really think about Shakespeare that much when I was thinking about it, but the Romeo and Juliet kind of uh tie in that you can link to it is quite similar. But I think that it's it's more neatly tied up than Romeo and Juliet to be honest. Romeo and Juliet really does require some suspension of belief to really believe that any two lovers are that fucking dumb. <laughs> Well, they were yeah. like what though? Fourteen, Romeo and Juliet. Weren't they really young? Yeah, I think Romeo was, was like twenty or something. Was he twenty? Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Juliet was like fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were just they were just fucking asking for trouble, honestly. You know. But all right, so I'll I'll end it here, um, and we'll be back on uh, hopefully soon with another movie. I know that Elliot's gonna be away, so it'll be either just me and Kenny, or maybe me, Kenny, and Lady Chow Fung will figure out a way to coordinate our schedules and do. Uh, do something but alright so uh, again the movie is Golden Swallow it's available on Amazon Prime for anybody who wants to watch it and we will talk to you later